Welcome to the Empire Builders Podcast, teaching business owners the not-so-secret techniques that took famous businesses from mom-and-pop to major brands. Stephen Semple is a marketing consultant, story collector, and storyteller. I'm Stephen's sidekick and business partner, Dave Young. Before we get into today's episode, a word from our sponsor, which is, well, it's us. But we're highlighting ads we've written and produced for our clients. So here's one of those. Why can't I ever find my people? You can now when you boop. 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 And you'll beep your crew nationwide with peak push to talk. Booping is back. A boop and you're instantly talking to your crew. It's peak push to talk. No more texting. No more it was on silent. No more never returned calls. Nope. Just boop. Boop. Push to talk from peakptt.com. Boop. Welcome back to the Empire Builders podcast. Dave Young here along with Stephen Semple. And Stephen, I, you know, as we normally do here, you just before we hit the record button, you whispered the topic into my ear and I'm like, okay, so we're, we're finally getting to that one, are we? We're finally, <laughs> it's, it's a podcast about business building and marketing and, and what we're, we're finally going to talk about the 1984 Apple ad. The other marketers that listen to this will understand this is like, is there something that hasn't been discussed about that ad yet? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we have a new little angle on it. I am so anxious to hear it. <laughs> well, you know, what's really interesting so when I was in university, I took marketing in university, and it was about, I guess it would have been 1989 or something like that. Uh, my marketing professor, no, it would have been, I graduated in 88 when I'm done, but so it would be like 87. My marketing professor started talking about that ad, and I made the comment that I had saw it, because remember, this was pre-YouTube, you couldn't go back. He was like, you saw that ad? And I remember watching the Super Bowl and seeing it. But when you talk about recall, when I went back to do research on this, you know how people don't recall things accurately. Mm-hmm. I would have swore on a stack of Bibles that it was a halftime ad. Oh, and it okay. was not. It was shown in a regular commercial break in the third quarter. Just, okay. It was not like a Super Bowl ad. So yeah, we're going to talk about this television commercial, which is full of visual elements and we're on audio so this is going to be interesting yeah if someone has not seen this commercial i would recommend going to youtube and just type in apple macintosh super bowl commercial and it'll come up yeah 1984 yep and give it a watch because it is considered widely considered one of the most successful and impactful commercials of all time. It is really worth taking a look at, and that's part of the reason why we're going to study it. And I think something noteworthy about that is that it was considered that before the age of YouTube. And we talk about it in terms of uh, the impact quotient of the ad being super high because nobody saw it more than once. Yeah, and within 100 days, Apple sold Mm -hmm. 72,000 Macintosh computers from a launch. And when we go back to 1984, 72,000 computers was a lot of computers to sell in 100 days. And it's been awarded as being what amongst the greatest commercials of all time. And it was actually aired twice. It was aired in a few small test markets before the Super Bowl. Then it was aired on the Super Bowl. But for all intents and purposes, it was aired once. And it yeah. wasn't at halftime. Most people recall it as halftime, but it was during a regular commercial break. And, and the other thing we have to remember is at the time, Super Bowl ads were not this big thing that they are today. Yeah. This was really the first high-priced, high-production Super Bowl 
ad that had been done. So that was also very groundbreaking. And it was made by Ridley Scott, who, you know, today we all know is a very famous <laughs> Hollywood producer. Ridley Scott got his start in doing television commercials. If you remember the the Chanel number no. five ones, you know, where the guy, the black and whites, where the guy dove in the pool and there was oh, all sure. of the, yeah. That was Ridley Scott did those as well. Okay. So, you know, he had some glamorous background in, in television ads before doing the Apple commercial. So where are we going with this? Well, really part of it is there's a couple of things that I think has not been talked about when it comes to the Super Bowl ad. And these are things that we can all use in our ads, no matter how small the campaign is, whether it's magazine, whether it's radio. And in the past, we've talked about a very famous marketer, David Ogilvy, who's just mm -hmm. this master. And David Ogilvy would often talk about tapping into the conversation that is happening around the water cooler. Now, what he meant about that is it's not about speaking to it directly. It's about inserting yourself into the conversation. So a great example would be, you know, when COVID hit and everybody's like, due to COVID, it's like, leave out the due to COVID. COVID's the conversation. We know it's the conversation. You don't have to use the word COVID to tap yourself mm -hmm. into that conversation. Because when you do that, when you hit it right on the nose, everyone knows it's an ad. You need to do it silently. You need mm -hmm. to do it with stealth. You know, there's this saying that a technique known as a technique blowing. So you got to kind of sneak into it. And so here's some extra context that I think made the 1984 commercial powerful. First of all, it was 1984. And there was lots of conversation about Orwell's book 1984 and the prediction it was making about this dystopian future with Big Brother. Now, mm -hmm. that's kind of a bit of an obvious one, right? It was 1984, and we're going to refer to 1984. But... The interesting thing, and I'll share the clip, they don't reveal the tie-in to 1984 until the very end. And then yeah. they even do that with some mystery. But here's the other thing is, Cold War was in full flight, right? This was really yeah. peak of it. Ronald Reagan was president. It was an Olympic year. And the Summer Olympics were happening in LA, and the USSR was boycotting it. So there mm -hmm. was lots of conversation around Summer Olympics, okay? So they use this intrigue, mindless people walking in, speaker in front, 1980, when I say speaker, like a human being, yeah, 1984 yeah, the... feel, but it didn't say anything about the 1984 tie-in until the very end. No Apple logo, no talk right. of computers, complete mystery. And then there's this little splash of color. A woman in red and white is running. It had almost that Olympic feel. That mm -hmm. also added to the mystery. That was So there's two big conversations time. 1984, the Olympics. Yeah. Right? They secretly tied into both of those things. Turns out that woman was Anya Mare, an athlete. She actually had to throw a sledgehammer. Like that thing of her spinning and throwing a sledgehammer yeah, was... the big hammer throw thing. That throw was real. They had a real athlete. And so there was all this mystery and subtle ties into the conversation and the psyche of the day. And I believe that that was a big part of why that commercial had such impact. It really hit a chord. And then the ad leaves a partial reveal. Like they didn't close the loop. And this is what's called a, a teaser campaign. And teaser campaigns are really hard for advertisers to do because the teaser campaign is not about this ad. You're buying future time and attention yeah. in a major way. So what I'm going to share with you right now is I'm going to share with you just the audio clip 
that comes at the end of that ad. And this is basically just as much of a reveal as they do. Give a listen to this. On January 24th, Apple Computer will introduce Macintosh. And you'll see why 1984 won't be like 1984. So Dave, you know, when you hear that audio, the interesting thing is like, it's why 1984 is not going to be 1984. And we're going to talk about why that statement is so powerful. But basically that Apple will be revealing the Macintosh. Yeah. We had no idea what it was. None at all. And, and so 1984, I was still in university at college, as we say here in, in the United States. And nobody had computers. Nobody had computers. I remember in 85, a friend getting a Macintosh and just being blown away by it. Right? I was like, oh my gosh, wow, wow. Yeah. They were way ahead of their day, man. I was even working in summer of 84, I guess. So it would have been just after this ad came out. I was working for IBM. I was doing a college internship. And nobody at the IBM factory in Boulder, Colorado even had a PC yet. Yeah. So there might have been one or two in the entire facility. Computers were not ubiquitous. And, and of course, nobody had a cell phone or anything like that. I think when you put it in the context of what the world was like in 1984, as you mentioned, Cold War, we think we're living the 1984 novel. Turns out that wasn't going to happen for another 40 years. <laughs> reference to current political situation, but to do a teaser, to spend the money for a Super Bowl ad, and even back then, I mean, it was still a Super Bowl ad. You still paid a lot more because oh, still, the reach was, was so high. It was still super expensive. And yeah. that you're going to run once. Yeah, once. It's just a tease, and it lacked any kind of product information, right? It was basically keep an eye on this company, because then they just showed at the very end is the Apple logo. That's all they showed. That's all yeah. the show was the Apple logo. The whole ad was a tease because you didn't know what the ad was about at all this 1984, but it was tying into the conversation time. So you were intrigued. And at the end, it said, gave this message and the Apple logo and didn't say what it is. And I love teaser ads. I've done a ton of teaser ads in my career, but very selectively because here's the hard thing. They're hard to get approved. Mm -hmm. The people writing the checks for the ads and focus groups in particular, hate them. And mm -hmm. there's, there's clips on YouTube for the focus groups of this ad. And the focus yeah. groups hated it. They didn't get it. They're like, I don't understand it. This is stupid. And my favorite was some of the suggestions focus groups make to improve the ad. You should put the Apple logo up right at the beginning. That will hold people's attention. No. no people's attention was being held. They would have tuned out if they knew it was an Apple ad. Yeah. What held them was, what is this about? And that they should have drones doing dancing moves and make it more entertaining and, and use real people and bright colors. Yeah. Bright colors yeah. would be good. And, you know, everyone loves dogs and chimps. They should somehow fit it. Like, this is real feedback from the focus group that hated it. Yeah. The board of directors at Apple hated it. Mm -hmm. And Jobs ran it anyway. Jobs said... Yeah. Screw all you guys. And it went on to become one of the best performing commercials of all time. So much so. So there's another thing that I want to talk about in terms of this ad that people, I don't think, address. So much so that the follow-up ad was an anticipated event for the next Super Bowl. Mm. More on that in a moment. Stay tuned. We're going to wrap up this story and tell you how to apply this lesson to your business right after this. Two words, lead flow. If you want to grow your business, lead flow is, well, not everything, but it sure can feel that way. 
You feel the need? The need for leads. And then there's the gnawing questions that plague you whenever you try to boost lead flow. Are you targeting the right customer? Are you saying the right things? Are you advertising in the right places? Are you spending too much or too little? And the ever-present, how can I best use social media? What if you could get those questions answered definitively in 90 minutes? You'd no longer feel the need for leads because now you'd know how to get them. That's what Empire Builders is offering you right now for free and with a guarantee to boot. Go to empirebuildersprogram.com, book a 90-minute Zoom meeting with the Empire Building expert, and boom! Questions answered. Problems solved. We'll give you the real answers, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yes, our famous no pitching and no bitching guarantee. First, we won't pitch you at all. Seriously. If you want to work with us beyond our meeting, you'll have to explicitly ask about moving forward. And the bitching part? If you're not satisfied with the answers, say the word. And I'll pay you cold hard cash for your wasted time. No hard feelings. Now that's a guarantee. Look, Empire Builders take action. If lead flow is an issue for you, take action on it. Book your Zoom meeting at empirebuildersprogram.com. Let's pick up our story where we left off, and trust me, you haven't missed a thing. We're tying into the conversation that's happening. And that's one of the things that really created that emotional hook. But the other thing that this ad did was a promise of transformation. Mm -hmm. Why 1984 will not be 1984 was hope. And yeah. one of this is so important, especially when you're selling upscale products and services. You know, Apple did this again in terms of teasing with the iPhone launch. So when they launched the iPhone, they had a whole campaign that was just, hello, 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 and at the end, <laughs> the Apple logo, right? Yeah. But the next year, Jobs is gone, and Scully, who ran Pepsi, is now in charge. And you've got this anticipated Apple ad, right? The Apple follow-up, which this mm -hmm. time is in prime time, plus aired at the halftime show in the Louisiana Superdome, okay? And mm -hmm. it flops. You could hear a pin drop after this ad runs. And folks, you can go look it up. It's called the Apple Lemming commercial. Mm. And what you will see, it's filmed in the same style, has the same mystery elements, same narrator, but two differences. One, no mystery. You know it's an Apple commercial. Mystery's gone. You yeah. know it's an Apple commercial, right? But second... No hope. There's no hope yeah. in it. It's all negative. There's no hope, no transformation. It's the one where all the dudes with briefcases are following each other over a cliff because they're the Windows users. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what happened was Scully, who should have basically kept selling sugared water over at Pepsi because he, um, like he, Apple almost went bankrupt under Scully. Right, like he destroyed yeah. that company. He did not understand what made the first ad magical. Mm -hmm. And this is what you need to understand. And I have a special offer for people. 
Here's a special offer. I'll include the URL later, but they go to our website. They go to the empirebuilderspodcast.com website or businessgrowthguys.com website, either one of those websites, and they can sign up for a How to Sell Upscale Products and Services 90-Minute Webinar. And this will be one-on-one with them. Mm. And we Mm -hmm. will teach them how to use mystery, hope, and transformation visually and through radio ads and web copy and home pages and all that other things to basically better sell their upscale services. And part of that is we'll study Apple ads from six different products, seven mm-hmm. commercials spanning 17 years. And what yeah. you're going to see is their playbook and how you can use that in your advertising. And so the lesson for today is tie into the conversation of the day if you can, offer hope and transformation, and again, don't tell it, make people feel it. Mm-hmm. And you know, the other thing is, take us up on this offer. This is going to be a one-on-one with me, and people have paid big bucks for this training, and you'll get it for free. I have only one ask. If you like the podcast and you take us up on this session, please do a five-star review for us. That's it, and you'll get this. Mm -hmm. We'll do this session with you. And every client that I've had go through this have found it amazing and have not looked at advertising the same way again. I think that's a great offer, and we don't do a lot of offers on this podcast. Oh, this is the Um, first one. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's over a year, and it's like, oh, you're finally going to offer somebody something. I'm familiar with the material as it is. It's eye-opening and mind-blowing, and part of my role as the vice chancellor at Wizard Academy, I sit through a lot of writing classes where people come and learn to write, and they're, they're trying to write better ads. And there's this desire, there's this almost this need to do what Scully did and just write something that is so, I don't know the right word, Stephen, but like expository. So you just have this need to talk about the product, to talk about the service, and to talk about the things that the customer's not even thinking about. And you lose their attention when you lead with those kinds of things. Because whatever it is you sell or do is not nearly as important as what I'm doing right now in the middle of my day, getting through traffic, feeding the kids, doing the things that I'm doing. I don't care about your product or your service. Entertain me. Get, oh, yeah. Intrigue me somehow, right? And it's just like the movies that we love don't set the stage at the beginning of the movie, right? It They start right in on something that you go, oh, what is this about? And now you're kind of intrigued because you want to know more. It's tough to do. So we have a campaign going on in Charlotte, North Carolina for heating and air conditioning company where the opening, and we decide we're doing a teaser campaign at the beginning of this, which is tough. Guy's spending a lot of money. It's got a Mm -hmm. big media buy. And the first ad we ran starts with the line, hi, I'm Travis Crawford and I fired my best friend. Mm -hmm. And it goes on to talk about how it was the best thing he did and they're still friends and all this other stuff. And... We never let the listeners know what he does. (laughs) But guess what? He got tons of telephone calls on it. There was on radio, on a talk radio station during conversations about the NBA draft. The two DJs got talking about the commercial in terms of what they thought about it. And then they invited him on to do an interview. All because of 
the mystery. Yeah, you leave people wanting to know more. Right. But what's the number one complaint we got and the radio station got? Radio station got tons of calls where people were complaining saying, I'm in marketing and you know, that, yeah. that's a really bad ad because you didn't, you know, you didn't have an offer and you didn't say what the company mm, was. But what did yeah. we buy? What we're buying is future attention. Right. Especially when yeah. we started these campaigns after the heating and air conditioning season. So we've like, we've missed the peak. We're setting ourselves up for the fall creating yeah. all this intrigue. And then when we reveal it, it's going to be like, oh my God, this is what it is, right? But they're hard. They're really, really hard to do. They're really yeah. hard to do. They're hard to do. And like you said, they're hard to get buy-in from a business owner on, hey, we're not going, we're yeah. not even going to talk about you for a, a month or two. Right. Now, when we do the how to sell upscale products services, you know, mystery is not the only thing we talk about. Hope and transformation are really big ones, easy use, things along that lines. But it's really cool because you'll see so clearly, so clearly what companies like Apple and others and, and customers of our own have done so successfully. And you'll actually really be able to distill them. And you know what? You just won't look at advertising the same way again. Very cool, Stephen. Well, here I sit surprised because I wasn't sure there was anything else that could be said about the 1984 Apple commercial. I can sleep tonight. <laughs> Mission accomplished, my friend. All right, thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please share us, subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and leave us a big, fat, juicy five-star rating and review. And if you have any questions about this or any other podcast episode, email to questions at the Empire Builders Podcast dot com.